Hello, it is Monday, May 24th, 2021. Big show. Hey, a lot to talk about today. Can't thank you enough for joining us. I hope you enjoy the hell out of this show. If you do, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it. Just a few days ago, I felt as if there was a chance we were in a sports drought. We were in a time where there wasn't going to be a lot to talk about. Turns out, I was 100% wrong. Yesterday was one of the greatest sports days I've had in some time. There was a 50-year-old man trying to climb back to the top of the PGA mountain. The lefty, the degenerate gambling. Other stories have been told to me via text messages from A.J. Hawk immediately after his triumph yesterday and his win. But anyways, legendary man, massive calves, hits a 366-yard bomb in closing time to win a PGA championship and become the oldest human ever in the history of golf to win a major. That happened yesterday. That in of itself, Amazing. Yeah. Congrats, Phil. Amazing. Phil. Congrats to Phil Mickelson. The scene became a wild one. It looked like Happy Gilmore while ever he was walking. They said that they shot some scenes from the legend of Bagger Vance down there at Kiowa Island. It looked like a little bit of Bagger Vance at the end of that thing whenever they're walking down the end. Phil Mickelson, I believe, got bombarded a little bit. Saw him stressed out a little bit. Thought his back was hurt from all the drunks that were... I didn't see one mask down. No, nope. no, no. So a bunch of drunk whites that beat COVID mm-hmm. were harassing Phil, making it an electric environment. Mall Brooks Kepka had quite a bad day. Then he came on strong at the end. It was amazing. It was magnificent. It was like, okay, we have a Sunday. It reminded us of when Tiger made the run back in the day. It was two nostalgia pops on a golf course when the world needed it most. And you would think to yourself, like, that can't be the only thing that happened here. New York Knicks, Madison Square Garden oh, sold out. How you yeah. gonna keep it moving? Trey Young sucks the soul out of that whole place, but mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden all the way back. How you doing? Keep it moving. Did we beat COVID? Feels like we beat COVID. Not only that, then also LeBron James loses yesterday in Phoenix to one of Kardashian's boyfriends. That guy was on fire, absolutely. <laughs> then the Bruins, they beat the Capitals, yeah. move on. Yesterday was an amazing day in the sports world. Honestly thought we had 2,000 things to talk about on this beautiful Monday here on SiriusXM Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio, <clears throat> and YouTube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show. But to be honest, a lot of conversation has to happen around two things today as well. Aaron Rodgers is singing karaoke in Hawaii. Ooh. Okay, he's dancing and singing, having the time of his life in Hawaii, which, by the way, earned and deserved. He's out there with the son of a bitch that's in Top Gun. What's his name? Miles Taylor. And his lady, I guess they're having a blast out there. OTA started today for the Green Bay Packers. He is not there. Okay, he is still in the middle of whatever's going on with the Packers. Who knows if an extension's coming? Who knows if a trade is happening? Right now, he's in Hawaii having a great time getting exploited by at Aloha dot Akoni, who is probably losing his job as these videos continue <laughs> to surface. I, I would assume Aaron is not staying at a cheap place. I would assume the workers at this place aren't supposed to, uh, you know, record the people that war- are, are staying there and broadcast it, even if it is fucking Aaron Rodgers. But he's living his best life yep. as a Packers fan at Ty Schmidt. How do you feel about this, knowing that he's happy? They'll be able to figure things out. Is this a sign of good things that come for the Green Bay Packers or a bad thing for the Green Bay Packers? Well, like you said, I mean, obviously, he's, he's earned it. He deserves it. I'm glad to see that he's happy. But 
you see this, you see how happy he is. He's strumming that guitar like he's been playing it for 15 years, and we got football going on, and it does not look like he is in any hurry to either fix that or get back to Green Bay, which I guess I don't I don't blame him, but, yeah, it's it's not great. So that could be the story for us to talk about, okay, mm-hmm. because OTAs are happening. A lot of buildings are getting filled with players right now. Now, there are still some buildings that don't have any players, but Aaron Rodgers doing anything, getting documented and publicly seen is always going to be – then another one. One popped off this morning in other NFL storylines. Um, Shannon Sharp, who is legend of a football player, have no idea how he was a seventh-round draft pick just at the end of the day. Hall of Fame stud. Him and Skip go after it every single morning, okay? Mm-hmm. And that is amazing. This morning, Shannon Sharp, I don't know if he called or somebody – did he call? Yeah, I think so. He called. He, he calls Julio Jones, who was seen in a Cowboys jersey this week – or a Cowboys hoodie this weekend. He calls Julio Jones on the spot to ask him, hey, what's going on? Because I assume Skip is getting very excited about him potentially being a Cowboy and right. all this. Julio Jones answers, and we get some information out of the Atlanta Falcons-Julio Jones situation that is just live on the air and absolutely incredible reporting by Shannon Sharp. Did Julio know he was being recorded or he was live? We have no idea, but I do know this came out of that conversation this morning. Uncle, what's going on, bro? Man, nothing much. I'm about to go meet up with my brother. What's happening with you? Man, look, you want to go to the Cowboys, Julio, or you want to stay in Atlanta? Oh, man, nah, I'm out of there, man. You He's out of there? He's out of there. Oh, Are you going to... <laughs> ideally, where would you like to go? Uh, right now, I'm just... See, I want to win. Okay. Dallas. We don't go to Dallas. If you go to... You ain't winning in Dallas, Julio. <laughs> well, then after that, actually, he, he laughs and says, Oh, I already know. So, yeah. like, <laughs> so there was like quite a shot, that whole thing. But him saying, I'm out of there, is that the first time... I mean, Atlanta has come out. It's been... You know, kind of, uh, I guess, reported a couple of – they were asking for a one going into uh, the draft. That's allegedly out there. Now they're definitely looking to shop him. Now you're Julio, like, I'm out of there. So I don't know what Chris Ballard is doing. But what Chris Ballard needs to do is get in on the game. Mm. And, uh, by the way, I'm sure I'm not the only fan of a team that's thinking this exact thing. Yeah. At Boston Connor was thinking this this morning with the New England Patriots. Get him up there, especially with the whole offensive revamp that they have. Packers, even though your quarterback's singing uh, a little karaoke – in Hawaii, you get Julio That's Jones. How you bring him home. You get him two. Uh-uh. You get him two fucking guitars if you want to. People are saying the Niners. Obviously, there's a lot of teams that would want Julio Jones. I think this could become a little bit of a, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a who can out offer who. Yeah. A little bit of a auction. Shall yeah. We say? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you could say that. Oh. A little bit of a. Uh, okay, you got uh, one and a three and a This weekend, Connor and I were able to go to something. That was absolutely electrifying. Yep. Everybody knows that uh, me and my wife sit at home and watch random shit. (laughs) One of the most random things we've encountered that has become a binge watch for us almost every single week at this point. Mikamoto auctions, okay? It's on NBC Sports. NBC Sports actually plays this more than they play Sidney Crosby, which, by the way, I think they should split time equally. But Mikam has become one of my go-tos at this point because I'm a car guy. Love cars. Then Meekum comes to Indianapolis, okay? So the show is in town. Got a chance to go on Saturday. Connor came. My wife got the tickets all set up. We had a table. We did the whole thing. We walk in there. Welcome to the fucking show. Yeah. You're literally dropped in there, and it's like, oh, my God, this is exactly what the show. You got 
these cars pass you. Some of them, there was a bid for $2.8 million for a car, okay? And I don't know if it was on the wow. phone, on the internet, or in the room. And they said, all right, well, actually, not good enough. Gonna have to keep going. We'll, we'll move this one. Two po- Somebody said, I'll pay $2.8 million for that car down there. And they're like, yeah, not enough. Sorry, we're gonna have to do this later. It, we're talking electricity. You're talking, it was awesome. It was amazing. I, if a Mecham auto auction comes to your town, and you like cars at all. I'm a big fan of cars. Big, big fan of cars. It is worth the watch. Just the shit that they have there behind the scenes everything. But what I didn't realize from watching on TV that I got to experience live is the quarterback of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, the lead man. Oh, yeah. The, uh, what is that? The, 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 the Auctioneer? No, the, yes, but you just gave it away. But the, um, who sings uh, in the band? Who who sings in the band? Like Vocalist? The lead singer? What is it? Like the front man? Is yeah, what yeah. The front man, every, the star of this entire auction is the auctioneer, okay? And they get up there and their mouths, I don't know how the hell it operates. I don't know how the hell it goes. It's one of the most impressive things, but they are controlling the room, okay? Yeah. And then you got these little guys and girls around the room and they're supposed to like find the people in their area who potentially and by the way there's a there's seats up here too so there's people up in the crowd it is it is a real thing and i think the auctioneers are communicating with all these people at the same time and they're saying things there was this one particular guy okay he has a cowboy they had numerous auctioneers up there cowboy hat on all right all black flipping the hammer pointing at people oh 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 a couple of those he came over as soon as we walked in i tweet the auctioneer at this place is a weapon he comes over, shakes my hand. We're talking country boy. Now, hey, we got this oh, guy. Yeah. Doesn't have Twitter. All right, doesn't do any of this shit. Gave me a card. He said, hey, here's my card. Do you ever want to reach out? Have me on. Or ever want to reach out for anything good? I said, hey, any chance you come on the show today? He said, yes, ladies and gentlemen. The most electrifying human I have ever watched live. Matt Moore. Yeah! yeah! How are you, pal? Good, Pat. How are you guys doing? Okay, so where are you? You just went right back to the woods. So you go auctioneer here in Indianapolis, and you go right back into the woods right there. It looks like you're in a you're in the middle of a camp somewhere, in a cabin somewhere. Where are you, Matt? Oh, I'm in my bar up in my barn. Oh, it's beautiful. Huh? You're a Miller Lite guy, see? Oh, well, yeah, we've got Miller Lite. We've got uh, Bud Dry, Coors Light. Everything. There's a little bit of everything in here. Well, so, A.J. Hawk's going to be pumped about that Miller Lite. He's an influencer for them. Uh, Matt. When I walked into that auction, I had no idea what to expect. I might have been on cloud uh, 30 or 40 when we came in. Got home mm-hmm. late from uh, SmackDown as well. When I walked in there, though, it, nice. the environment was, we're talking, it was awesome in there. You're up there with it. I did not know what to expect. Is that what it's like every single week with Meekum? And you guys just kind of travel around and do this everywhere? Is it the same result? It was magnificent to be there in person, Matt. We travel all around the country. We, we hold auctions just about every corner of the, of the lower 48. But, yeah, you want to you wanna create an electrifying environment. You're talking people into spending, like you were just saying before, $2.8 million on a car, and I've got four minutes to sell it to you. So I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna walk up and say, "Well, would you like to bid 2.8 million?" Or, or I'm gonna give it a bit. Give it to get 2.8. Give it to get nine. Give it a bit. Give it to get nine. Give it to get three million dollars. Now give it to get three million. Come on, give it two. Give it to get two. Give it. Okay, that that got you up out of your seat. That makes you want to bid. Causes momentum. Momentum causes people to give more than probably what they're willing to give on the spot or even in thinking when you come into a room and you see a Duesenberg Model J and you think, I need that thing in my garage. So we as auctioneers 
as the people on the floor, what we call the ring men or the ring women or ring persons, we need to create that environment of excitement. And Mecham is more than just an auction. It's an event. It's a lot of entertainment. Uh, An auctioneer told me years ago, the auction business is 90% entertainment and 10% BS. Well, (laughs) let's talk about the 10% BS then, because as you're up there, do you have to practice? I assume you have to practice that, or is that just a natural thing? How did you get to the point where you're able to 10? How'd you get to that point there? A lot of practice, but I was born into a family of auctioneers. My mom and dad uh, owned an auction business. Fucking phenom, dude. Yeah. Let's go. Are you the LeBron James of auctioneering? I'm sorry? Are you like the LeBron James, Peyton Manning of auctioneering? Like, did they know from a young age, hey, Matt's going to have He's got it. This guy's going to have Did they know that? Have you been, like, bred to be an auctioneer at this point? Kind of, yeah, kind of. When I when I first got into it, Meekum was was a lot smaller. Uh, it, it's been it's been family run since day one, which I like about it. I think the best auction companies out there are family run businesses. So I got introduced before television, years before we went on uh, TV for the first time, and we kind of worked our way up to that status with our clientele, and eventually got into the mainstream. The company grew three, four hundred percent, and here we are today. But yeah, I was I was recruited young because I worked with some of the auctioneers that worked for the company at the time, and there I was. I started working with a couple of them when I was thirteen, and they're like, "You on the road with us someday." So yeah, I was I was uh, I, I'm the Tiger Woods maybe since everybody knew about him, he was an up and comer. Okay, he's coming on the scene, coming on the scene, and here we are. Well, so. I don't know what you do with your personal life, but stay away from the Denny's because it could get you. <laughs> but if you're the Tiger Woods of, uh, if you're the Tiger Woods of auctioneering, <laughs> yeah. we're talking to Matt. Or like turkey hunting this morning. Oh, so. hey, how did we do? How'd you do? Uh, too windy, stunned them. They went off the other direction. Uh, can you call them back? <laughs> hey, fight the yeah. wind a little bit there, Turk. Because uh, when you're saying those things, and I think, you know, I mean. Everybody knows about auctioneers. I've been to, you know, a couple galas or whatever, and they've asked me to auctioneer and, like, try to MC and kind of run it up or whatever. It is an impossible gig, okay? It is impossible. That, you using your voice, though, inflection and, like, getting people ready to go. I was bullied into buying the Jeep that I bought. I mean, by, yep. by the yep. auctioneer. He was like, oh, you don't look like a guy that's going to quit. I, you, he actually said that you guys say things in between the numbers. I think that's what I was, it's hard not to just pay attention to you guys the entire time by the way you you sit in there and me and connor and my wife like cars were going you get a look at him like oh that's an awesome car not one i'm gonna buy and then you immediately just watch the auction it's like you're a live show in the words you guys are saying things in those quick little beats like i think i heard a couple times like gun anymore than blah 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 like you're like there's little how what are you saying in there does that change? Do you pre? Do you have to write that shit down beforehand, or is that just all coming naturally while you're up there? You got to figure it out. Well, for me, it comes natural, but it, it's they're called filler words and filler phrases. So, in, in auctioneer school, the basics they're going to teach you: uh, one, got her down; two, got a bid now; three, got a bid now; four, and then with enough practice. You can start throwing in filler phrases like "I'm bid anybody want to give." So I'm bid anybody want to give one. I'm bid anybody want to give one. And you 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 speed it up and you add to it. And to, for me, I don't even I really don't think about it. 
I can be up on the block thinking about, uh, you know what, I, I think we should probably go to this some restaurant downtown. Let's make reservations for seven. But I'm, I, I don't really think about what I'm saying up on the block unless something's going on. Maybe one of my maybe one of my ring guys are talking with you, and I might I might throw a little bit in there. Hey, better video, kind of video. I watch him. Better video, kind of video. You're gonna be on his podcast tomorrow. I'll give it about him. Kind of video, get two, three. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, we we, commun- we communicate. We say things all the time on the block that uh, a lot of the public doesn't catch, but a lot of the ring people will because they know me. I'm gonna say something completely off the wall, and they're gonna. Oh, he talked about that. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, we get laughs all the time about it. So all those ring people in there, you up there, the people that are running the cars, moving the cars, they all travel every single week. That's everybody is kind of together there. Because I think whatever you and I chatted, you said something about maybe 21 years or 2013, you going up to the block, I forget when, but you used to be one of the uh, ring uh, person. Yeah, and then you kind of like moved up onto the block to be an auctioneer. But then we walked around the building. There was people auctioning off like uh postcards in the yeah. back there's like so is that it's it's very similar to the wwe now very obviously different worlds or whatever but it feels like is that just one big family on the road because we talked to one person they're like uh debbie will actually help you with that or whatever and they're like when you see debbie show now and then david will be it felt like everybody was together is that you guys just pick up the whole operation and just move it city to city because I think that's why it works so well. The only time where it felt like there was a little bit of a delay was after I had bought the Jeep that I got bullied into by the auctioneer. I mean, it was a magical moment, but I did get bullied into it a little bit publicly. And, you know, I mean, I thought I had the right plan to... Hey, listen, Matt, you came up to me too. You you told me exactly what was going to happen, by the way. Matt, Matt came in, he sat next to me, he came down and we talked a little bit and he was like, you know, some people come in here and they got like $100,000 just burning a hole in their pocket and they're probably going to spend a little bit more but they're going to get something cool then you got some dealers here that could potentially try to make some plays where exactly what you said was going to happen to me happened to me you know i mean literally exactly but the only thing after i bought it buying a car takes a lot like like signatures and all that we had to wait like maybe 45 minutes but doing so we just walked around then we go to the back the closing process was very efficient. Yeah. It felt like it felt like they all knew exactly what it was. It's a machine you guys have over there. I'm very thankful as a fan of the show that you guys are doing it right over there, though. Like I, I think it, I was very, very fucking impressed with what you guys are doing. Thank you. Well, we we like to think of it as a well-oiled machine. And what you, what you were watching on the other side of the wall that was the memorabilia portion. So we're selling cars in one building, and on the other side we were selling a lot of car memorabilia. So like when Parnelli Jones Bronco came across the auction block, uh, later on that day, we sold his helmet. We sold a lot of the race suits. We sold things from his office and everything like that. And that was in the other building that uh, I think you were going to refer to our side as maybe the SmackDown. Well, NXT was going on. Yeah, wrestling fan, too. So them guys were they were holding the huge wrestling fan. Uh, them guys were holding a lot of uh, a lot of the memorabilia portion in the backside. Uh, my brother was over there. Another a young lady from the state of Illinois who's a great auctioneer. I don't know if you got to hear her at all. Uh, the, the, another yeah. a really big yeah, guy that was a big boisterous voice up on the block. He was from Pennsylvania. He's helped us with cars for years. So yeah, we've got a lot of other factions going on in that auction. But from from the check in procedure to buying a car to the checkout process to getting it from our our auction floor to your garage door your garage floor 
that's kind of our motto within the company. Mecham is a very, uh, very step-by-step process, and we're very customer-oriented because that's what makes us one of the top auction companies in the world is we want you to come. We want you to experience the Mecham experience. We want you to have fun, be entertained. Oh, yeah. Like, you're as like you're saying and uh and we want we want it to be a fun process where we want these people to come back and believe it or not we actually have what i'd kind of call auction groupies we have not only just our, our our auction personnel that comes from auction to auction we actually have followers that come to every single auction across the country uh and they will sit they'll it sit make the front sense, row, yeah. they'll write down every price and they they watch us absolutely religiously it's so. a show it's a live show it, it is it's, it is very because i'm somebody a lot of people don't know this but i'm like super cultured dude oh I yeah saw hamilton live no mm, deal. About that. yeah he got killed by aaron burr <laughs> sir he's a real son of a bitch but like the i enjoy watching people perform in front of others because whenever you're standing up and by the way the set who awesome i mean this set is vast it's big it's raised there's great lighting they even got their sponsors state farm i think there's their sponsor across the top in like a cool fashion i mean it is absolutely beautiful but you got to perform because everybody's sitting there hey like hey guy in cowboy hat let's go and then you for 30 minutes at a time you guys went in there it was just like a new show a new act was happening do you guys all get along all the auctioneers yeah oh yeah yeah we uh most of us most of us, between myself and, and the personnel on the floor, the ring men and ring women that are working down there, we we work together. Most of us on a on a weekly, if if not almost a daily basis. So we we, cow- we we hold a lot of chemistry, and then we bring that chemistry around once or twice a month. We get to work with one another. I see most of these people than I do than I see my own family most of the time. So we're we're a very tight knit bunch. Well, it's a hundred million dollars in sales just at the Indianapolis one. I mean, congrats. Yeah. I'm happy I could contribute that. I mean, the uh, the processing fee, I, 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 I seen the uh, stage, you know, whenever I, I saw that. But, hey, you got to do what you got to do. I would have never seen that cheap if it wasn't for me. And what do you have? Mm-hmm. Con- Connor was here as well. I think you got a chance to meet him. Yeah, unbelievable job on Saturday, man. I'm sure all the uh, auctions go that well. But there's a few times where you were double tapping the hammer and, you know, you felt like you were really in the zone. Is that how you kind of feel it is when you're double tapping, you're just going? Yeah, sometimes I'll rap on that thing several times. I'll get to go on. This is long, long story short, but we had we actually had a uh, somebody who served overseas that heard me hitting the gavel too many times. He says, I got to leave the room. I think there's going to be shrapnel. Oh, jeez, PTSD is going yeah, so I, I tend to I tend to rap on it a little bit loud, but uh, but yeah, sometimes you know I, I need to get these people's attention, so I'll rap on it a, a three four times or something like that. But uh, the the gavel thing really has nothing to do with what I'm doing up there. It's it's just a prop. But and it all comes down to with the fall of the gavel when I stay sold, that's really when it comes into play. But the rest of the time, I'm flipping it, I'm pointing it this direction or that direction. I might be thinking of something, but it yeah. Bro. I listen NBC sports. I've watched this a lot of it because just strictly the cars, like the cars are a show in of itself. You on your card, you have the bullet Mustang. What was it like? How many millions? 3.4, 3.4 million dollars. Like you, the cars are, you're talking about like seeing cars that you've never seen the bubble car that was there, the oh, Batmobile. Yeah. There's like such a wide variety of things that are showing up because they know that money's in the room on the phones and on the internet. So like people want to get their shit through there. So you're getting to see, but they need to have 
They need to have an ISO on that block yes. up there. Uh, you guys are the show. Then, like, the whenever you guys hit a button, I think it like a chicken pops up over your head. And you even say, yeah. like, ah, don't bet a chicken. Da, 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 chicken da. <laughs> and then, like, the, 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 the chicken is on this massive screen, like, pecking at the person who's, like, contemplating, like, do I want to spend $250,000 on it? It's like a chicken. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, bitch. You know, it's awesome. It is It is yeah. an incredible show. Go ahead, Ty. Matt, Pat just kind of alluded to it about knowing that there's money in the room. Like, when you guys travel around, do you earmark or, or like, uh, look at who's going to be there and say, like, hey, this is a potentially, like, you know, pretty big fish that uh, we should, you know, try to go after? And also, uh, about, like, people on the phone, does that take you out of the rhythm at all? Like, when you have to kind of placate to who's on the phone as well as who's there live? Not really. We've uh, in in the last year with uh, the whole pandemic and everything that's gone on. A, a lot of our auctions we were only able to hold to a certain capacity. So and it and and then by choice, a lot of people decided to stay home. And so we have phone bidding on one side of the block, and then we actually have another clerk that's down below that's holding internet bidding. So it, it really doesn't take a whole lot out of our rhythm. It's just you're just hearing where where the direction of where the bids are coming from because the clerk that's taking in the internet bids she's sounding off just like anybody that's out on the floor. So really, you you take it all in stride. It's it's not really that hard to learn, but but we, it's something that we've definitely uh, taken into use to here. Definitely in the last year, our our phone and internet bidding has has become so popular now, and a lot of people. Um, felt that was the way they wanted to go in the last year, but we still, we still, as you guys saw, we still have thousands of people coming in attendance because they want to be there and they want to see the cars. But then there's you get the kind of buyers that they want to remain anonymous, and they've probably they were probably there earlier in the week. They saw the cars in person, and then they might go back to their hotel room or they might go back to their house or somewhere. And they just we 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 do have a lot of anonymous bidders that just want to remain anonymous, and that's still, that's okay too. But we take that all in stride. One hundred sixty thousand dollars to the internet. <laughs> yeah. that's how it, it's a very like funny like tagline at the end to the phone. <laughs> that's not in the room. The two point eight million dollar big goes on thing that was mm-hmm. that was insane because i think it was in the room i think it was in the room somebody made that offer it might have been on the internet i'm not 100 yep. sure i don't remember but i thought to myself somebody in here just said i will pay 2.8 million today i will write a check for 2.8 million dollars for that car right there and they're sitting amongst us here. who the fuck is that yeah. Like, yeah. like you know what i mean like I, I that's i would assume a lot of people are thinking that whenever you see like me walk into the room if anybody even knew i existed but if you see somebody that you know is potentially a big fish i assume that there is a thought amongst everybody in me i'm like okay hey that person is gonna like for me Everybody knew I was going to buy a car. I was going to buy a car on Saturday. It was like, which one? Don't know, but I was going to buy a car. Is that even a thought, a strategy, or do you kind of just let it play out however it is? Or do you know when some big fish come in there? So, yeah, some do. We do, we know a lot of, like I said, a lot of our regular clientele. We know, okay, this guy likes to buy Porsches. This guy's really big on uh, foreign muscle, anything that's fast. If it's got two turbos in it, or okay, we know he's going to bid on it. Or even even the, the smaller stuff, uh, a lot of guys like F-Body uh, Camaros and, and Firebirds. And so, yeah, a lot, of our, a lot of our clientele, we do know. And if they are there in attendance, uh, they probably – keyed us in a little bit on what they're interested in what they want to buy and yeah we'll we'll key on them we don't want to point them out we don't want to 
we don't want to you know totally call them out because everybody wants to r- remain and have that level of privacy when they're bidding on something but yeah we as as professionals we you do have to know your crowd you do have to know your surroundings and and we we key to that pretty well i think with within our company we like i said we've got a lot of the regulars and they're the reason they are regulars is because they love the way mika motions handles them <sighs> i fuck i i connor after i bought the jeep because it was a, but I think you guys were in commercial break or something too, yeah. which is great for us because we have you know some cell phone stuff and nobody's really seen it. it. I mean, I was standing at one point. I, I screamed. The other person was going. There was some clapping happening in the arena, and then as soon as I win, I sit back down or whatever. It's like okay, I just fucking bought it. I mean, I didn't expend. I didn't expect to buy a Jeep for that much money. But, I mean, it is <laughs> a Jeep go. with a Hemi. Let's go. And then the next car comes up, and Connor's sitting right next to me. He's like, I don't know how you're not just buying this thing. <laughs> Every single it, one. Just because, like, the energy of just like, hey, 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 yeah. hey, how do it, you know? And it's like, it's infectious in there. I can see how people want to come back for sure. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Matt, you mentioned the increase in the internet and phone sales. Has there been a thought to maybe put up, like, a scoreboard to motivate one of the groups to, you know, start buying a little bit more cars or no? Yeah, but... Matt, by the way, before you answer that, we were, I was at least, I mean, can't help it, but as we're watching, we're like, well, this would be something pretty cool if we could add, (laughs) this would be something pretty cool to add. The scoreboard from the internet, the phones in the room on who bought what and how much money has been spent would be a great piece of information for people to have, I think. It might be. I could could see where something like that could be done. You know, I got to talk to our AV and our IT people about it, but I'm sure something, I'm sure something like that could be could be thought of i mean your set is 45 yards long That's there has to be it yeah. is it's a 11, be- 11 semis it takes to haul that the entire set all of our booths the the set the stage the lighting and everything else behind us the tote board that's behind the one that's usually behind me yeah that board and all the screens that's all interlocked together it's it's 11 semis worth it takes it uh i actually was just talking to one of the guys that's on the crew it it takes them about uh, a little less than a day to put it up when everybody gets in sync and and they they come in but we have engineers have that have to design how the lighting hangs from the ceiling where everything's got to go where the wiring's got to come in the electricity and all that so yeah it's it's a it's a process it's just more than just walking in and go okay We'll put up some of this stuff over here. We'll put this over here. It's, hey, add a scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. That's what we just did. Put it right there. Yeah, we apologize for doing that. Uh, nothing but the utmost respect for what you guys do. Would have never right. guessed that the first 30 minutes of my show would be dedicated to it, but you guys do a hell of a job, and uh, I appreciate the uh, hospitality. Any way you could give us a uh, a uh, uh, into break here, you know what I mean? Like run us into break. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, yeah, just somehow get us into a commercial break here. We can do that. I could have been a million dollar bid. 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 And if it goes on and on and on and on. Hi, right, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Morrow. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30. 
and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No. Uh -oh. Minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30 and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, what? maca, what? and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. AJ. AJ, how you doing, pal? I'm good, pal. How you doing? I'm good. Your thoughts on Phil Mickelson? I, that was fun to watch, wasn't it? I mean, I, I felt I was nervous for the dude uh, after Saturday heading into Sunday, but yeah, he, he somehow found a way and. So I feel bad for old Brooks. You hear Brooks say he got smacked around his knee a little bit, his surgically repaired knee, and it was just too much of a cluster. So hopefully Brooks' knee is, is going to be all right, too. You're talking about in the chaos that ensued on the uh, fairway of 18 there? Yeah, I, I read something afterwards where they were asking Brooks about it. He's like, yeah, it would have been great if I didn't get dinged a few times. Like, I, He's coming back from this, this knee surgery, and he said he was, I don't know, walking gingerly and going to ice up tonight. I would like to let Brooks know that that does stink, and Phil also took a couple shots as well. Yeah. He was doing some big stretching on the other side with the back. I was worried that he was potentially going to four-putt after yeah, getting yeah. beat up over there. He might have lost the touch, but he didn't. And for Brooks... I, I've gotten a chance to, you know, ride the coattails of a lot of very important people, uh, very famous people. I've been in the way of a potential stampede before. It stinks because nobody cares about you at all. You're not there for the same reason they are, but you kind of have to kind of go with the crowd. It's a tough thing to be. Phil Mickelson was beloved on that key while. I mean, it was in the lefty chance coming out of nowhere. Now, I think if Brooks you know, during the earlier part of the round, plays a little bit better. You know, now he came out hot with a birdie. He was like, all right, here we go. Brooks going to take over. Then he kind of just slid. I think maybe it, it, they remain on Brooks' side. But I think from like hole six and seven, maybe all the way through, they were like, hey, this is Phil's. This is lefty. Yeah. This is legendary. In the entire course, felt like, they, hey, we're a part of history here. Like, it's going to be awesome. They turned completely, I think. Yeah, after he chipped out of the sand, they made that. You're correct. Yeah, I, I, I think that was the 
feeling like everybody's like, all right, Brooks, we love you. Hey, you just came back from knee surgery. That's cool. We understand it's major time, which is also big Brooks time. But this is history. We're watching a guy who was forever Powerade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like forever Powerade. <laughs> forever. I mean, his entire career. Powerade, get this win at 50, be the story of golf. I'd assume move the needle for golf when it had always been Tiger, 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 Tiger. Phil has really come into his own as somebody that the world has liked here as of late, whether it's because of social media, whether it's because we're getting to learn more about him. But that old narrative about Phil Mickelson that he was just some California douchebag who couldn't beat Tiger Woods has changed immensely over like the last decade. And now Tiger Woods is tweeting, like, hey, that's incredibly inspiring. I assume Tiger seen that, seen the pop from the crowd, seen everybody follow him, was incredibly proud and happy for Phil. I think they're very tight at this point. But man, what a moment for Phil Mickelson. Had to feel great to finally just be like, it was all worth it. And I think you said that 15 years or something like that. He'd been doing something. And as he got older, he continued to dream and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was it was very cool to see, very cool to watch. And this just goes down as another legendary thing that Phil Mickelson's a part of. And I'm happy for the guy. Well, I'm kind of surprised that nobody at the age of 50 has won a major until now. Like Phil's the first guy to do it. But I think everybody was on Phil's side right from the jump. He had to get an exemption to get into this tournament. Like He didn't qualify to make it. And I think when he came out of the gates hot, everyone started thinking and dreaming like, oh, man, how cool to be if Phil would do this, but they never thought it was possible, probably until, what, the back nine of yesterday? A lot of gamblers, okay, loved Brooks in there because he was 50-1 to going into the weekend because of the knee surgery. So there was a lot of gamblers that saw that number and were like, Brooks in a major, he's got, what, two months, I think, or a month and a half after this one until the next really importance. So you can kind of – I don't want to say – leave it all out there but if you're injured it's like okay i don't have to fear potentially re-irritating because i will have time on the other this because it's the pga championship here we go so the 50 to 1 betters plus it being brooks he's just like cool dude i think everybody thinks brooks is a super cool guy the goatee fucking legendary okay so it was i think a lot of people were, were pulling for brooks and then the phil story like golf had to compete against lebron all right, LeBron was on at the same time as this. And I was, as everybody else was, kind of bouncing back and forth. There was, you know, you see LeBron do his thing, you know, his whole thing. You know, is he just, all right? Mm-hmm. Is he okay? I think he's okay. He's blinded in one arm, but he's still going to win this goddamn series. Yeah. Okay, he's, uh, he's LeBron James. I saw LaFlop was trending. I mean, Chris Paul put him in an arm bar. Nobody's talking about that. Yeah. Tried to break his arm off yeah. like a chicken wing. Yeah, right. And everybody's talking about him being, oh, stop flopping around. It's like, Draymond Green was two knuckles deep in his eyeball. Yeah. Okay, he might hurt for a second. No. And then all of a sudden, Chris Paul is doing a Ronda Rousey arm bar over his shoulder. <laughs> I mean, it's just no insane way. what he has to go through. And the internet refuses to see it. Game one, disinterested, doesn't matter. Kardashian's boyfriend, let you get the spotlight. Chris Paul, welcome back to primetime TV. Why does he get traded so much? Everywhere he goes, they win. <laughs> Makes no sense to me. LeBron's just letting them have their moment. Anthony Davis, he wasn't trying. No. He had what, one? rebound in the first he's seven foot seven he had one rebound they weren't trying at all this is nothing everybody needs to take it easy but anyways golf was competing with that and then you go i flip over you see that lebron's doing his thing they kind of stink then you go back over here and it's a crowd of people around phil and a crowd of people around Brooks, and they're just walking through the course. It was in Woostazen or whatever, Woostazen. He was kind of getting back in it a little bit. You know, they would cut to him. But, man, that was two guys 
going head to head with the NBA, and I think they won. Yeah. I would, I would oh, assume yeah. they won. I loved what I enjoyed it a lot. Golf had a massive Sunday in a big sports field Sunday. I, I think they absolutely won. Like Phil, maybe people younger. I guess like, I'm 37. People younger than me definitely don't know a whole lot about Phil. I'm guessing, but uh, I think for people my age and above, absolutely, Phil was the story yesterday. You knew a lot about Phil yesterday when I was talking with you. You knew a lot. I've been a big fan. Yeah, I've been a fan of Phil for a long time. Yeah. Sure. I mean, immediately after that guy having his one shining moment, I get a text message from you. Just No, you sent me a text message. I did not send you first. The text I sent you was shit talking, I assume, about my bet that I'd never beat <laughs> Phil. I told him I'll never beat Phil, but I don't have to. Nope. You know what I mean? But as soon as I send that, this guy unloads. Just, Whoa. have you ever heard... Insert name of. I'm getting a call. This is OJ Howard, I think. Oh, I just got Simpson. I think he just accepted. I'm not answering. I'm not doing it. I don't know him anywhere near well enough to OJ do that. Simpson or who? Dick, I mean, no, not, not your OJ. I said OJ Howard. I said OJ Howard. He was put on. I know you know everybody. You have, yeah, it's either OJ or it's Piv in one of the. Two. But I don't know. I don't know Phil, obviously, because you were enlightening me on a lot of information I did not know about. Phil's but, a good gambler. Yeah, I heard he is a good gambler. Uh-huh. Likes to watch the action. But you had to watch Phil yesterday. I mean, as soon as you saw that LeBron was still hung over from his tequila party and he wasn't interested in the NBA playoffs, you had to watch the golf. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree completely. Let's talk about Bron Bron. Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. We saw him with Mr. Loverboy, Drake. Mm-hmm. All right? Night before the game, photos come out of them dancing, bebopping around. Thought they were drinking wine because... LeBron James is one of the biggest winos on this planet. One of the greatest sommeliers this world has ever seen. One of the best palates that has ever been created inside of a human resides in the king of basketball, LeBron James's mouth. Okay, so I assume this was a sommelier operation, a celebration. How you doing? Keep it moving. And I, I was intrigued by the fact there didn't seem to be any social distancing and there was no uh, masks. But when you see, you know, old Drizzy in there and you see LeBron and you see others, you're like, OK, I assume these people, high end people, they're all kind of about about it or whatever. Turns out they were not bad about it. Adam Silver said that was definitely an infraction. OK, can't have it. All right. But it's LeBron James. What the hell do you want us to do? I had no idea he was a tequila entrepreneur. I had no idea he was an anti-vaxxer. I'm learning a lot about him at this point. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about LeBron. But I do know that the NBA not punishing LeBron James for this is the most obvious thing of all time. And there was a little bit of pushback on the internet that LeBron James is getting special treatment. Well, no shit. Hey, no shit. He's getting special treatment. Once again, we don't love it. Okay, we don't like that that happens, that people get special treatment and get treated differently and people get, you know, be who you can afford to be and act out. We don't like that that happens, but it's LeBron James and it's playoff basketball. If you thought Adam Silver was going to be like, excuse me, that tequila, that's probably incredibly good, I assume. I, mm-hmm. I don't know about Terramana, uh, okay, but if you thought Adam Silver was going to say, don't know the tequila, I know Drizzy, by the way, who's a part of the promotion on TNT. It's him in the background doing this entire oh, thing. Yeah. He doesn't even say anything. If you thought they were going to punish him for that, I hate that you live in the same world as us because you're oblivious to shit that we need you not to be oblivious to. This is the world. We need your help changing it, and we're going to try every single day to change that, but there was no way he was getting punished there. 
But punished as in how? Like, do people really think that he's going to be suspended? Like, what if Adam Silver oh, yeah. wants to? I mean, it was COVID. It, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, I mean we beat COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. COVID right. is long gone. I mean, we beat COVID. Finally. Shout out Madison and, Square Garden. Yeah. Shout out Kiowa Island. Yeah. Shout out everywhere. We beat COVID for sure. But their protocols are still in place. And would he have done that? Would Devin Booker, if he was found in one of them Kardashian parties, would he have been able to play yesterday if that happened? The answer, no. He would have been suspended. It would have been a big uh, big deal. One day, Devin Booker might be LeBron. I mean, it's going to take a, a lot of games like he played yesterday, but that's just how it is. It, it, be who you can afford to be is a real thing at this point. Well, protocols have changed, though. Has the NBA come out and tried to say, like, our pro if I think if they test negative day of game, they're okay, aren't they? Well, there's no way that um, – there's no way that the rest of the NBA players would it, are cool with this. No. Yeah. No. There's no. There's no. no you know, they want to be there. Days. They want to be invited. Probably. No, not invited. I just know that a lot of NBA guys, okay, I know a lot of NBA guys, maybe they don't have their own tequila, but maybe they got burgers or something. Yeah. And they were going to have fucking Jack Harlow over, uh-huh. you know, and they were going to do an entire thing for their burger promo. company that yeah. they're, they're launching. Couldn't do it. Couldn't promote their company like LeBron was able to promote their company. But that's just... That's just how it goes. Hey, one day maybe you'll be a king too, all right? I mean, it was anointed to him when he was 16, getting paid in high school. He has lived up to the billing. He has put the NBA on his back. He makes the playoffs every single year. He is, uh, you know, he's LeBron James. One day when you are, that'll also be the same way. Don't like it. Don't like, once again, I do not like it. I don't think this is good. I don't think it's how things should go. But it is the world we live in. That's just kind of how it is. All in all, it also helped out LeBron. Because I didn't know he had a tequila company or anything. And now we do strictly because of this. Jordan's is better. Jordan's got tequila? Oh, it's so good. It's better. It's really expensive, isn't it? Very expensive. It's worth it. Is it like Terramana? I think it's called Cincoro. Cincoro. You know, Ron White has a, uh, he's a comedian. He has a tequila as well called Number One. Tequila. Ooh, number one. Yeah. Number one tequila. That's pretty good. One. Jordan's yeah. bottle is it's a good looking bottle. It's nice. Does it have a bell on the top? What's that kind one tequila of. that has the uh the uh, it's uh it's kind of built like a sex toy, real tall? Oh, the blue and white bottle? It has the silver thing on top that acts as a What kind of sex toy is it built like? Probably all the ones that you you yeah. probably buy on the mm-hmm. internet. Dildo, you weirdo. It didn't describe it to me. No, it didn't I didn't understand what you meant. It kind of looks like if uh Oh, tequila bottle or sex toy. There's a Reddit thread about it. And then there's like this on top of it. And it's a bell? And then there's like a bell on it. But yeah, maybe make this a little fatter. What was that? My bad. Sorry, don't worry about it. Here's here's the bottle right here. Yeah, bingo. Ah, gotcha. I mean... That is going. There it is. That's pretty good. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, and then if I had a red solo cup... I'll I'm put you in. right up here there to it make it look good. There's a lot of ash yeah, in here. <laughs> Anyways, this is the one that uh, I was at a party. Warren Moon showed up with this bottle. Whoa. Yeah. Classic Warren Moon. Yeah, yeah, me and Warren Moon, we got after it with that bottle right there. <laughs> got after it. was my first time. But I think that's a pretty expensive tequila as well. The tequila business is a vast one. Yeah. But I don't think anybody's using the same... Uh, what are those things called? The green things in Mexico that they use to avocados? make agave? Agave. <laughs> avocados, I think, those by the way, that's ice cream. It's also in yeah. Mexico. But the agave that The Rock is using for Terramana yeah. comes from a barn that's been stored there for 2,000 yes. years. So I don't think I think everybody's trying to catch up to The Rock. Is this is, this is, is uh, yeah, He found it when he was filming uh, Fast and Furious movies. 
<laughs> Smart. This is MJ's right his, here. He drove his car I mean, through a cave. And was like, I hope there's some truth to that. That's a good-looking bottle right there. Yeah, yeah, it is, is a good-looking bottle. It kind of looks like a Ciroc bottle, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, he How much it. is it? Does he eat for a bottle? Ah, too much. Sincoro. 500 bucks? It's Cin- really expensive, I heard. Is one it Sincoro like, or Sincoro? Some of those bottles Cincoro. are 1000 I saw, but then the cheapest one was like 180 well, How much? Bad. What's the standard? I don't know. I don't think I Tequila? bought Tequila? I don't know. Like I, in that bucks. blue bottle, 30, 30 for bucks. a small one, was 185 How about the one that I would... The- LeBron's is 50 so he's trying Horrible. to undercut the Jordan tequila market. Hey, Jordan, hey, LeBron's the people's champ. Dude. Yeah, oh, oh, affordable pizza. tequila, oh, dude. Yeah. With Drake and their shoulder shimmies. Mm-hmm. Baby. That crybaby tequila. Rocket. All right, um, AJ, let's talk about Dak Prescott tells Sage Steele that if he had to, he could go play a game right now and would not worry at all about his foot. That's wild to me. That's incredible to me because the mentality of getting over an injury is just as difficult as physically getting over an injury. He said, I'm not even worried about the leg right now. That's got to be great news if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. But the Dallas Cowboys fans, I assume, thought that he was definitely going to be back as soon as they signed him to the highest contract of all time after working out in the Dallas Cowboys facility. Um, That one video we seen where he was throwing just uh, out kind of like right to the wide receiver, uh, a stop route almost, or what you get it, standing over there he he stumbled out back but a lot of progress can be made in a quick amount of time whenever you're talking about rehab uh Dak seems to be all the way back all systems go it sounds like is what's being said AJ well Dak is such a tough dude of course like it wouldn't be the ideal situation if he had to play a game tomorrow but him saying that he can I feel like for Cowboys fans and for for Mike McCarthy they got to feel pretty good about where they're at right now what how many days until their first regular season game that's all that matters well I was looking at the schedule, you know, calendar. We are fucking got some time, pal. 109 days. They said, we have some time here. Now, I don't love it, but we're going to have to talk about things like Julio Jones and Shannon Sharp having a phone call on television. Did he know it was public? Who knows? He had to, he had to right? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Seem like People it. who are averagely good friends of mine, and by good friends, I mean like in the world, kind of understand my life. They'll call me whenever I'm on air and not know we're live. You know what I mean? So yeah. unless this was all something that was potentially premeditated, which could have been, uh, Shannon could have said like, hey, I'm going to call you during the show. As soon as Skip says, Julio, you're going to Dallas. Can I call you? And Julio might know that. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, I love Aren't the rules, though. Hey, aren't there rules to put, like, don't, isn't that why you, you do have to tell, hey, you're on air, like, before they say a word, you let them know, like, hey, you're on the radio, we're recording this, anything. I have no there idea. Are, there are some states that. Recorded phones. Yeah, you can't, you can't record without both parties, there's Correct. one party knowledge. But there are some states where you don't have to. I would assume California's one where. You probably got to let them know. I'd assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is California back? I saw know. New York was back. I think they're getting back. there, but. Not not like New York's back. Did you see I don't New think. York was half and half though? Did you see that picture? What's that? Oh, so yeah. half of the stadium was vaccinated people and then the other half was non vaccinated oh, like people, that. which they didn't show much. Oh, so on camera side, go yeah. ahead and put all the MSG? All, yeah, yeah. All the vaccinated folks, just put them in there, tell yeah. them they have to wear masks or whatever. We can pack it out. Yeah. On the other side it's probably what 10 percent capacity it was very spaced out still they didn't show that much well it doesn't matter didn't need it because yeah. that place tracy morgan was vibing i mean he was having a good time spike was losing his mind i mean most nick's thing of all time to have that environment we're back in the playoffs how you doing keep 
moving, and then have a dagger take yeah. their soul out at the end and name a Trey Young. Uh, but that was awesome. I am not a noted Knicks fan or Hawks fan or really going to be glued to my TV for anything, but the environment for anything NBA. The environment in MSG yesterday was worth the watch. That was awesome in there. When the, like this time, where like the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs are going, the PGA Championship, yeah. it really is unbelievable. If we can add a little like Rogers news, a little Julio news to this, it would be a hell of a week. Okay, so let's get to some Aaron Rodgers news. AJ, you saw uh, Aaron and Shailene and Miles Teller and Miles Lady. They're dancing, singing, having a good time, getting exploited by somebody that works at the uh, resort i believe with a selfie video aaron's playing the guitar singing he's having a good time i think it was in selfie mode in that video so it was flipped i assume he's a right-handed guitar player i've never seen him play mm. but in this video it appeared as if he was uh playing lefty as they were singing uh he was crushing it on the guitar by yeah. the way. i mean absolutely crushing it on the guitar he he's living his best life right now uh, have you talked? Oh, there it is. Wow. In front of a wine cellar. Yeah, that's Just, selfie mode. He's not playing lefty. Yeah, he's a right. Okay, perfect. He, he's a, Tim McAfee was like, wow, he plays left-handed. Like, <laughs> is this McCartney up here? Like, so now, with all this coming out, do you think this affects Aaron at all, knowing that this is coming out, this is being released, or do you think he'll come out and speak uh, tonight on Kenny Main, but if that doesn't cover anything, maybe it does. I'm not sure. Do you think he's ever going to come out and say anything? And have you talked to him? Maybe even sent him an aloha and a shock us since he's been out there. No, I have not uh, talked to him. I didn't. I mean, I learned Why? of this video 45 minutes ago, pretty much. I, I don't know when it came out, but I, he obviously was okay with it. The guy's in selfie mode. Why Aaron's playing the guitar? If he's if Aaron's not cool with it, I'm guessing he's going to tell the guy put it away i don't know who he is that's an awkward that position is. though isn't it especially if you're a little bit drunk and this person feels as comfortable to do that what's aaron no. supposed to say hey take the fuck what if he yeah. takes that yeah. guitar you would too yeah well that's what i'm saying it's an uncomfortable it's an awkward thing to do especially at the resort that they're at i'm assuming that guy's getting fired he's a musician i i looked into it a little bit i don't know if he works at the resort but i mean yeah he posted it on his own and you know i mean i don't know you look at it it does seem like it's kind of yeah it's but I don't know. The, I don't know what resort he's at. Okay, I don't have Aaron Rodgers' money. All right. It seems like pretty soon I might. But I don't currently, okay, have have Aaron Rodgers' money nowhere near the world that you and him live in or anything like that. But I have been to Hawaii resorts, okay? I think that one actually looked kind of familiar. Those types of resorts, I, I don't think it's known for like, hey, where when you're here, uh, we're going to hire somebody who's going to expose everything you're yeah. doing. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It feels like a little bit of an interesting... Does that guy work there? Does he work at the resort? I assume I, he gets hired to come in and play. Right. That's what it sounds like. Oh, so that was the musician. Aaron was playing his guitar. Is what you're saying. Yeah, it seems like. Or maybe the guitar was just in... I don't know. I have no idea. You know what I mean? Who knows? But maybe Miles brought it. Maybe Miles Teller's He usually takes it. his guitar he everywhere. Does. Nonetheless... Whatever the case, looks like he's having a time of his life. Does he even know that all this shit's going on in the world, or do you think he's that uh, secluded? I mean, I don't, he honestly, he, he may be blind to a lot of what is going on, and I tell you what, it does look like fun. Like, we should probably get to Hawaii sometime soon. It seems like you should have been invited to that. Oh. I don't like that you weren't. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. That's not, that's not a thing you, uh, yeah. Someone want to watch my four kids? I need 13 different adults to help watch my kids. <laughs> oh, so you were invited. Okay, so AJ no, I was not. Wow, yeah. okay. breaking. I was not. Seems like ah! okay. Like it matters. This is so dumb. But I was not. I'm not I wouldn't be a part of that. You anyway. know, Miles asked if you wanted to go. AJ, come on. 
So just Miles. so we have like this Miles clear, the man. I like Miles. Since See? since AJ has spoken about the Aaron Rodgers situation so much, their friendship has died. Oh man, AJ was not oh, invited no. to. I hope so. I hope so bummer. at this point. I'm gonna. I might just have to cut it off at this point. <laughs> oh, you wow! You can't fire me. I quit. Is that what you just said? No, I'm just saying that to you. I would never do that. But yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah you're a good friend, man. You are in a terrible spot as this continues to go. And wait until we, we hear what he no, says. No, I'm not. I'm really not though. I'm not because I don't know anything. Like I don't. I know. I know less than you. I really do. I know less than most people because I didn't see this video until a couple minutes ago. Yeah, but uh, that's bullshit. Let's get some phone calls, shall we? Yeah, what you're doing is lying, though. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I know. We know you got knock out, out in the front driveway with Axel. Mm -hmm. Okay, we mm -hmm. know that whole thing. But if, if one of my very close friends was in the middle of an epic public potential battle with some, it would be tough not to be like, uh, hey, man, I hate that I got to go on the air every day, but. I guess we'll just talk down the road. Is that yeah. what we're going to do? You you are in a terrible spot. You know it. I know it. We know it. But I do like the fact that you just continue to act like it's not. But it's a beautiful thing. You've handled it very well. You've handled it well very done, well. Well done, AJ. Good yeah. job, AJ. To the detriment of this show. For sure. Yeah. I know. Rappaport told me, like, I got to use my sources, man. I'm not pushing my sources hard enough. Well, f well I, I, to be honest, that's a weird situation for you to be in it really that's is not, he's not a source like aaron's that, not a source well that's what i'm saying though but everything you say about it w is yeah. considered okay oh he's speaking it's coming for from Rod. it's a tough situation to be in. it really is like could I, reach out to miles though miles could be a source well but, we will yeah. try to book miles yeah, yeah. okay he uh, will get yeah, miles said he'll come on sometime for sure whoa miles, did he tell you that from hawaii no, I, I talked to him uh, like a week or two ago. I said, yeah, you definitely need to come on whenever they Whoa. do. When is Top Gun 2 coming out? He's Last year, dude? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. 2028. Tell us, Miles. I mean, it's, been, it's been pushed back like three times. Was that after he invited you to Hawaii? <laughs> no, but they've been done filming oh. for what, a year or two. Never done. At least. Listen, Avatar's been pushed back a couple times because it's great. This Top Gun movie probably going to fucking be terrible. That's oh! It's oh. absolutely oh. terrible. Oh. You kidding me? That's why they're it's delaying. It's going to be way better than they're delaying it because it's so bad. This is just like the Travolta Gotti movie. Oh. TC here. Yeah. TC, baby. You don't think Cruise would be better than Avatar? And that Gaudy movie was it's not Travolta's yeah. fault. But it was delayed a hundred times because of how terrible it was. Yeah. Avatar. This one's COVID. Yeah, COVID's was, for this one. Yeah. Cruise is putting they the industry theaters, on his baby. back. Right you put that yeah. thing on a streaming service, Cruise it gets two billion views immediately. Cruise will never. No. He is yeah. movies. Yeah. He said, I'm, I'm trying to keep this fucking industry alive right now. Yeah. He's yes. not stopping now. You know why he was yelling about it? It wasn't because of the protocols. It was because he saw the movie that was being made. <laughs> no. Yeah, he said, I'm trying to keep this industry alive, and the movie stunk so bad. That's why he was yelling. Nobody talked about that. I think that, that, that was on the set of Mission Impossible. That is coming out, and we all know that ain't going to fucking stink. Mm. Cruise is a machine. I trust, I trust Mission Impossible to be good. Have you seen yeah. Top Gun, Pat? What? You haven't seen Top Gun. I'm bro, sure. I've seen him play volleyball, okay, bro? Exactly. You haven't you seen have Top seen Gun. Come on, oh, yeah, they're on the it. fucking piano. You love feeling. Yeah, I've seen it. Come on, they're in the bar thing. Hell they're doing yeah. karaoke. He chases her outside. They Goose. do the thing. Yeah, you shouldn't have hit a jack, dude. Anyways. <laughs>
What should he have done? Just spun off and just rode the plane into the water? Yes. I mean, I don't know. I saw Sully do it. Don't. Yeah, hero's journey, dude. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> what? Don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. But hero's journey. You and I had very different. <laughs> what? I mean, they have ejected seats for a reason, right? Yeah, you've been in there, by the way. I watched you. I uh, watched you take your mask off <laughs> on a video and do a full. <laughs> I watched a video of you struggling in there for yeah. an hour. I think it was an hour long one. Why would you ever sign up for that? Hey, thank you for your not service. Not telling him to land a plane. I got it. I had to gut it out. Thank oh. you for your service, AJ. Thank, thank you, AJ. AJ. I did nothing. Anyways, I assume Top Gun's going to be good, but it's nice to get the boys riled up. Yeah. I'm never going to watch it. But what Mission Impossible? Hey, speaking of that, though, is this Mission Impossible 14? Like, what are we on? Yeah, Dude. whatever the next one. Mi is. eight. Come I on. saw that one. I saw one. He was flying a helicopter in a cliff and he spun it. Oh he, yeah. He did oh, like yeah. Mi seven. Uh, yeah, I did a, a fishtail on that goddamn helicopter. Oh yeah. That's the only scene I saw. But I think mom backstabbed him in that one. Yeah, I think he. I think he got backstabbed. Had to go find something. He's been getting backstabbed way too often. Believe it or not, he gets backstabbed quite a bit in those. No way. Yeah, Uh, I know. It's wild. Have you guys seen that Borat one yet? The The second one? The espionage uh, Borat's that espionage guy Mm -mm. over in England. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah, I did. It's pretty good. It is. I agree. Is it? Is what, it a true story? What's it called? That's what I don't know. If it is a true story, awesome. It says based on a true story, but it also could just be completely fairy tale, like Rudy or something like that. <laughs> I, the, the based on a true story hooks me in because I'm like, okay, so this could happen. All right, because we all know how I do with the whole, uh, like I saw a dragon on Game of Thrones. I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm not creative enough to buy into this shit. I can't do it. All right, can't do it. Probably why I've never really gotten into the religion as much as I probably should have, like that type of thing. But if it's based on a true story, I'm 100% in. I think they have gotten a little bit fucking careless with that. I I, I think they're they're stamping that on the front of everything. Strictly for me and people like me, I think. But we could start doing something like that based off real events or whatever. What does that mean? Somebody took That means nothing. That That means like something in the realm of this happened one day. Yeah, it was like Tom Cruise, American Made. Like, yeah, Pat, if you're right. Comparing that to the actual cocaine cowboys. Okay, was it, take a shit one it wasn't the cocaine cowboys. That was He's a very different, different story. It's a different one, yeah. 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 That oh, Gumpy, really- you didn't know that. Hey, listen, Gumpy, American Made, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. No, but it was the pilot that was connected to the cocaine cowboys no. at no. some point. No, no. He was working for the CIA or whatever. Cocaine cowboys are in the documentary. All those guys that <laughs> yeah, were yeah, yeah. in it. Okay, I misunderstood. No, it's a good one, though. Have You, you have watched it. American Made? Yeah. 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 Now that's based on a true story. I don't know how true it is, but yeah. in my head, this is 100% true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like the drugs fell in the field. They know that. They know how he died the same way they showed in the movie. Like I don't know how much, but it seems like a lot of it. And then you watch that Borat is a spy movie. It's like, how much shady shit is going on? Especially with the fact that, you know, UFOs have been seen every day. Sorry. UAOs yeah. or UAPs. Why, why is everybody going to do it? It's a fucking UFO. Okay, I understand that this thing is a phenomenon or whatever, but every single day for years, how many people saw that? Hundreds of people every single day mm-hmm. saw that, and somehow we don't find out about it? That's unbelievable to me. Uh, there has to be so much shit popping up. Shout off. out classified files. Declassified files. Now they are. It's the ones that were shot now. <laughs> no, I, was, I would say respect to those hundreds of people that oh. keep their mouths shut. Shout out to the handshake agreement. Yeah. We, we, we saw nothing. Last <laughs> well, thing. They were dubbed crazy. I think those hundreds of people that did see these things were like, finally, hey, I told you guys what I saw, and now the government's coming out and clarifying it. Shout out to Lazar. Yeah. Yeah, Bob. There you go. Let's get to a break. Hey, I can't wait for you and me to go to a Meekum event. And for me and the auctioneer to bully you into buying a car you don't need. 
Yeah, it's not going to happen with me, but I would love to go watch. <laughs> auctioneers are great. I know you had them on. Believe me, I know auction. We have an, we have two auctioneers at our charity event every year, and those dudes absolutely are worth what they cost to bring in. They're showmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ladies, has show business changed that? Show people. Show. He did. Yeah. Say, he did say show people. No, he said ring people. Yeah. Ring people for the people that are out there. I'm talking about show business with the showmen. Because I meant that as a generalization, but sure. it is right there at the end. Man. Man. Can ask my tie when he comes on. I'm going to let him know that movie probably sticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking keep singing and dancing, pal. <laughs> I'm joking. It's Who? Right. Miles Teller. Oh, it's a, okay. Yeah. We'll have him on. I think you'll like him. I think so, too. I, he gave us one of those at uh, Super Bowl. Right he did. Here, uh, oh, yep. really? Yeah. Your point? Yeah, he gave us one of those. Nice. Right here. You guys. Hey. By the way, can't do that in an auction. Cannot point at anything. No. Cannot say, hey, look at that. Because there's immediately a, huh? And it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are we at? 1.4? No. no. <laughs> I almost got yeah. caught. That's why I always sit next to sit next to your buddies and always try to throw their arm up. I'll sit next to my brother and try to throw his arm up. I feel like that was potentially. There was a card, 2.8 million, somebody said. Did it fly? Did not. It sat, but it was long. It was very long and very nice. 2.8 million. They look this guy right in the face and said, that's not enough. Bid goes on. Just drive it right across the front. See you later. It's out of there. <laughs> that guy had a checkbook in his whatever that he he was going to. I had to write out the price of mine. I had to write a check for it. I mean, I filled in the work, the space just. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. 2,800,000 with zero, zero. I mean, he was ready to do that in the room that we were sitting in. And he said, nah, not enough, pal. Fucking take a hike. Well, it sucks for that guy because now he's got to go outbid someone else on, you know, the internet or the phones. The internet was... Is that it right there? Yeah, he, he referenced this car. You kidding me? Yeah, that was... 2.8 million. Oh, the dog. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's it longer a, than a semi. That thing yeah, actually is pretty sweet. They also had a jet limo. I don't know how much that actual ended up How much did you pay for, for your deal, Pat? Did you say yet? That'll be debuted in the vlog that's coming on Friday. Well, we should guess for for prize. No, I think it's potentially out there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, you know? it definitely is, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you were on the television. Mm-hmm. Interview. Yeah. They were at commercial when I was doing uh, it. So we have the footage that has never been. And by the way, pretty good footage. Yeah. The Connor cam. There's a Connor cam, oh, yeah. and my wife also has a selfie video of my face, and then Connor has me and the guy, and then the crowd. You hear the crowd in the background. Yeah, come on, go. You know it is. Got the auctioneer. So somebody was coming. Someone was was bad on you for the car. Okay, so let me pause this. Listen, this show stinks today. I fucking hate to break it to you. We covered everything that's happened in the sports world. <laughs> fucking go elsewhere if you have to. I apologize. The um, well, I yeah, actually, I don't do. For the good of your life, if you want to, I understand. Because I woke up this morning and was like, mm, can't wait to talk about stuff I don't know much about. Once I talk about it, am I going to talk about it again? Probably not. <laughs> so what are we going to do for three hours? Then the Julio thing happens. I'm like, okay, we can do that there for three go. hours. I feel like we've run that one into the ground already. <laughs> so let's just get back into this. Uh, what was your exact question again for the uh, the thing? What did I say? How much did you pay for the, your Wrangler? Okay, so I had a plan going in. With a Hemi, by the way, please. 
big Hemi to yeah. it, not one of them vroom, little, vroom. little soft. Uh, it's a no, Jeep with a Hemi. That. Okay, big body. I was gonna buy a car in there. Everybody knew I was gonna buy something. That was legitimately the only one I could have seen myself in driving. You know what I mean? A lot of collector cars, a lot of things like that. With our roads here, there's no way I could have got any of like the super, you know, nice cars. Everybody knew I was gonna buy something. The Jeep was really the only one that I think we saw and I was like, ah, that Jeep is dope. Okay, that Jeep is dope. We just seen it. So we sit down, cars come through, we're kind of scoping it out. I have to go pee. Everybody knows my bladder is not great. So I go to the bathroom. The bathroom is outside the arena to the left. A little bit of a hall, probably 80, 90 yards. Oh yeah. 100 100. yards probably from where we're at. I go to the bathroom. I come back and I see the Jeep taking a stroll across the front. And then I see my wife like looking at me from the table. So I come running over, you know, and I sit down. And uh, she goes, I thought when you heard the engine, this was definitely coming home with us. I was like, I hadn't heard the engine because whenever I came out, it was just in a spot. So as she says that, this thing, and I was like, oh, is that the Jeep? (laughs) She was like, yeah. So I look up, I start reading about the Jeep, you know, because I've just seen it. And the first thing I see is like the six point whatever Hemi. And I'm like, okay, here we go. I had a plan going in because I am a newbie and I don't know much about much. I'm gonna wait for this thing to stop. I'm gonna wait for the bidding to stop. And then I'm gonna jump in because then I at least know about where the cost should be. You know what I mean? Because I don't know these things well enough. Let's assume the others in here know. So when that thing gets to a price where it's about to be hammered, then I'm gonna come in. And then we're gonna find out you know, who, mm-hmm. who really wants it. So as it was about, I go, yeah, so now I'm in the game, okay? And as soon as I get into the game, I got the ring guy standing right here. I got the auctioneer now leg up on the thing, staring at me. The other person that was bidding right up like five rows in front of me to the left so I could like literally see him while this whole thing's going on. And it got good. We're talking... Hey, we're talking a little bit of a scrap now. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're talking... People getting involved Hey, we're talking... Everywhere. It was electrifying, but... That's how I know I definitely overpaid because <laughs> when it was over, I got in and then it had gotten a lot longer. Yeah, it kept you know? going. So I think whenever the footage is seen on Friday and Foxy's new vlog, I think people will be like, of course. But honestly, it was the only one I think that I could have drove away in. And uh, everybody knew I was going to fucking buy one. So I might have got run up maybe, but it felt like there was a couple other people in the room that really wanted that thing. Whenever we walked back to the... Uh, to the Jeep whenever after it was sold, you know, it's like going and seeing a dog you just adopted <laughs> You know, what I mean like going to check it out I go back. There's two people standing around it looking inside of it It was somebody who was in the bid earlier, you know, they uh. lost out. Yeah So there was a lot of and by the way the guy was very nice, but he was in the the bidding for it early He had you know shit kickers on his feet. Mm-hmm. He had boots on it was almost like when he saw me He was like disappointed. Oh, yeah, everybody in there was like this fucking guy should not have got this Jeep <laughs> But it was, uh, it's beautiful. I'm pumped about it. And the Meekum people were very hospitable. But it is, it's electrifying. And my wife, she might be Scorsese. She, like the, the shots that she got of the Meekum, uh, the car, of me, she's like, she's real, she might be like one of the greatest camera people of all time <laughs> yeah. after seeing the, the clips and everything like that. It is, it was awesome in there, AJ. I mean, it was, God, I mean, I got, 
I got. I stood yeah. up at one point. I mean, it was real. It was the arena. I mean, it was. And then was, Connor came. It's, like, it's infectious. It, it, it was like, a whole. The thing. energy. Was anyone it. else though? Was anyone else there as excited as you were? Everybody in there was excited for the joust that we got into. Oh yeah. It was People like that's what, they're, that's what they're waiting for. Yeah. And it wasn't on TV. You know, so it was like. Yeah. Meek, I almost feel like bad for Meekum, like because I think the the moment was between me and the guy oh, potentially yeah. just from what we saw like the most amount of action at least and it was during commercial break i think or something they should be able, they should have ran it later then like well, they should put it back on, on that's, the broadcast. by the way i thought a hundred times that they would have done i don't think they were even filming no it. they got some photos of me doing the thing but i don't think they have the video at all i'm like Man, I feel like I gave you guys quite a good little run here. Yeah, they fucked up big time. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Even if it is commercial, it's like, hey, still get this on camera. During the break. Yeah. During the break, this is what, I mean, it was, it was good. Now, I paid a lot more than I should have for a car that you got to roll up the windows. But, okay, I got to no, It's roll, old school. I got to roll up those windows. It's a throwback. I got to lock every one of them individually. <laughs> okay, I gotta, you air, is there air conditioning? Uh, there is good air conditioning, but I got to move the side mirrors with my hands. You know uh, what I mean? I, like, sure. Yeah. It's, I was looking for the little knob maybe. No, of course not. Nah. Of course not. Doesn't have that. Got to do this. Got to do this. <laughs> it, it does connect Bluetooth very quickly though. Okay. Nice. Which is cool. And when that thing... I mean, when it hums, it hums. It's geared low though for power. Okay, so first gear, second gear, got to shift quickly out of those because we're trying to pull some shit out of some shit. Mm -hmm. But once we get into fourth, fifth, and sixth gear, she does fly a little bit. Okay. She she really starts spreading her wings. You know what I mean? She really starts going. But this thing is a monster truck, AJ. A fucking monster truck. I mean, you need to take that off-roading somewhere and climb the mountains with that. Deal. Yeah. Everest. <sighs> yeah. Everest. He probably could. Uh, let's get to a break. At least Kilimanjaro. Uh, let's get to a break. We'll answer some phone calls on the other side. Hey, maybe we'll have O.J. Howard on the show. Oh, okay. Here we go. He's, sure. at the, he's at the summit. Yeah, he's going to the tight end. Yeah. yeah. I think the offensive linemen are doing something, too. I was like, kind of texted about it. Oh. But once again, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it or not. Oh, on you. Oh, well, you. I don't think it's being called L.O.U. because the uh, tight ends did it, but they do have a cool name. Oh, nice. Oh. On the back end of it. They have a cool name. He breaks that? No, nah, I don't think so. That's for them to do. And I don't want to piss off the offensive linemen. No. Smart. That's not a good idea. They're actually pretty big to our show, the offensive linemen. They oh, love yeah. Our show. Love the track. I feel like we're a very pro offensive line show. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. I think so. All right, let's get to a break. We'll answer phone calls on the other side. This is the Pat McAfee Show. And I assume there's going to be stories around the uh, Meekum people about, you remember when McAfee paid, insert ridiculous price here for a GP tried to sell one week later? <laughs> Maybe. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel obviously there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook and you will too if you haven't 
used it yet. Use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Very fascinating Instagram post by DeAndre Hopkins, who has said publicly that he would restructure his contract to get Julio Jones on the Arizona Cardinals. Now, he has released an Instagram post in which it is him, Julio Jones, A.J. Green and Michael Irvin. A.J. Green, now a member of the Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins, now a member of the Arizona Cardinals. Julio Jones, the last person in his picture who still plays football, who could be a member of the Arizona Cardinals, had a conversation, it seems like, somewhere at the Pro Bowl, and I assume it said, if we were ever to link up on the same team, we'd fucking dominate. How are they going to cover us all? It would be a single, a, a single all across the defense we wouldn't have anybody shading towards us what is the safety going to do whether it's me on one side you on the other AJ there as well do we have enough balls who cares at this point we're all rich let's go win a Super Bowl Kyler Murray's on a rookie contract he's also an incredibly cool dude and electrifying Uh, Cliff Kingsbury knows how to draw up plays let's make this happen here we are staring down the potential Julio Jones DeAndre Hopkins A.J. Green, wide receiver core, maybe even Larry Fitzgerald if he comes back. Good luck to a defense who has to prepare for that. But if Julio goes anywhere, it's going to be crazy. This particular time, if he was alongside Nuke and A.J., I think that is must-see television if this happens. I mean, first off, look how good Michael Irvin looks. He looks like he can still play, and he's, what, 50-something? He's drinking that game-time wine with Lonnie Paxton. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you're right. But, okay, if they do, let's say Julio does sign with the Cardinals, does it make does that is that make the chances of Larry Fitzgerald coming back? Is there a better chance he comes back or less chance if Julio's on the team? Could you imagine old Larry working the slot? I mean, with – I mean, just imagine Kyler in shotgun. Who's the running back? Uh, Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Edmonds. Him James Conner well. uh, James Conner just signed. Imagine him standing in shotgun. Okay, he's got Edmonds next to him. Then he looks to his left, and in a bunch, in a bunch, okay, it's A.J. Green, Julio Jones, and DeAndre Hopkins. That's in a bunch, right, where Cliff can draw that to go wherever. They'll probably have five, six defenders over there. And then on the other side, Larry Fitzgerald. Or put Larry in that bunch and have Julio all by himself over here. I mean, it's just the amount of things you can do with the defense. You can dictate and control exactly what they're going to do. And if you have a quarterback that can shake everybody if it's a one-on-one, I mean, that is that is a design team to try and win a Super Bowl. But once again... It's Julio Jones. You add him anywhere, they're going to immediately be much better. I assume for Falcons fans, this sucks because, damn, Julio was trending on Twitter. And I think it was all the Falcons fans saying, damn, Julio, I'm out of there on national television, which we don't know if he knew he was on national TV or not with Shannon Sharp. There's actually some lawyers getting involved on Twitter about the legalities of this whole thing. Uh, But the Julio Jones story is one where everybody waits with bated breath to see what the next team is that is going to join the Super Bowl conversation immediately upon his arrival. So, so they must have told him, obviously, like, we're, we're shopping you. And he, he gets a feeling from his agent talking to the team and, and speaking that what I'm not going to be there, right? He didn't say, like, I don't want to be there. It sounds like they've told him, hey, oh, we're yeah. shopping you, and it's probably going to get done. Oh, yeah, I'm out of there. Yeah, yeah, they're moving me, dude. They can't afford yeah. me and Matt, and I'm not restructuring for that. There's or been other articles and stuff, though, that said he requested a trade months ago. 
Okay. Well, if they were shopping them before the draft, then it, I That's mean, we're a month before the that draft. Year. Yeah. The the remember this happened a couple years ago, right before an extension he signed. Yeah. Where he erased all the Falcon stuff off his Instagram. Yeah. He was gone. He was out of there. Everybody was like, "Oh no, Julio's going to have a new home." And then they get an extension done. He's back, hunky dory. How you doing? Then I'd assume the. You know, we will potentially think. I assume they had a conversation, Julio and the Falcons, new management and everything. What's his name? Pontenot? Uh, Fontenot. Fontenot. Fontenot probably told him, like, hey, we are going to listen to offers and everything. He's like, yeah, I do want out. I assume that there was some sort of give and take there. But, man, Julio on the move would be awesome for any team at this point. And it's really the only thing popping off. Mm. Uh, Peyton Manning <laughs> used to call out Adam Gase uh, during team meetings and other meetings. And this comes from an offensive lineman named Ben Garland, Garland, who also was in uh, the Air Force. I believe he is currently in the National Guard somewhere. And he talked about how it was crazy to him to watch this because in the military, uh, nobody would ever call out their uh, their their superiors or whatever in the the rank. Uh, My quick question for Ben Garland. Okay, is uh, who do you think is the uh, colonel in this fucking thing, and who do you think is the uh, sergeant or 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 staff sergeant or whatever the hell you want? Peyton Manning is probably, and I don't know how old Adam Gase is. Peyton Manning's been in the NFL longer. Uh, he's probably been around football longer. He's the one that probably had to okay Adam Gase even still having a job on the team. Yep. So him calling out Adam Gase in the meetings uh, is exactly what John Elway brought in Peyton Manning to do yeah. whenever he gave him the keys. That's what Peyton Manning has done. I'm sure. There are many other stories that could come out from Peyton in meetings to coaches. We could have Clyde Christensen on here, quarterback coach for him for a long time, who's now down with the Buccaneers, and he would say, "Wait, wait, wait, wait get a text one two a.m. Got to have the answers. Got to have, <laughs> got to have the answers." But that is what Peyton Manning is, Ben. I don't know how to tell you that the the demanding of you know accountability and a standard to be set. That is why Peyton Manning was Peyton Manning. Everybody in Denver knew what they were getting, and since uh, Ben. And left the team that he lost he left after an AFC championship game they won a Super Bowl that next year Ben so I, Ben thank you for your service I appreciate thank you, you thank you ben. but this headline was like yeah no shit what do we has anybody heard any stories about how how this whole thing operates whenever Peyton is your quarterback by the way this is what Tom had heard as well, by yes. the way, uh, whenever Peyton and Tom became friends. Aaron, by the way, probably has heard this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why he and LaFleur had a full Zoom call. Where it's like, hey, this is what I need to see. Like, this is the empowerment of a, a quarterback who has earned the responsibility to do that. But Peyton, it was said that he walked in with a briefcase to interview Polian yeah. when he walked in there. It's like, that's what Peyton was. And by the way, a lot of success. There's a lot of reason behind it. He was groomed to be an NFL quarterback since he was like three years old. He, uh, you watch Peyton places. He is the game of football. Uh, like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to title him. Like, you know, he is, he wouldn't like that either, but you're talking about football knowledge and the way he operates. Like this is not a headline. And I think it's, uh, you know, Ben, like, Thank you for your service, Ben. But what the fuck is it? What, what, what are we even? You're talking out of pocket right now. This is not how it is in the military. It's like, no shit. <laughs> yeah. no, what are we even? Like, I respect and appreciate the military so much. But, like, to just have that whole statement, I was like, all right, Ben, shut But to your point, Peyton's two years older and already had two MVPs by the time Adam Gates was Indian. Yeah, so who's yeah. what here? You know what I mean? I, I've never seen that in the military. It was like, 
well, you're talking about the colonel allowing a lieutenant to speak in front of the, the rest of the men. Is that what you're saying? And when he gets it wrong, going, nah, that's not what we're doing. We're not doing that. that. That is not how this goes. Now, if he wasn't older in the NFL longer, I assume he would still do that, yeah. by the way, just because he's the one on the field making the whole thing happen. And that's the type of stuff that other quarterbacks see. And they see organizations buying in behind a great quarterback because, you know, they don't grow on trees. And then other people potentially get upset about it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Also, everything. sheriff is the highest of highs that you could possibly be. Yeah, because you get true. voted in. Yeah. That's right. You don't even got to know anything about the goddamn law. Mm-mm. You get voted in the sheriff. AJ Hawk would be the sheriff of uh, Old Columbus over that there. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm qualified. But you mentioned the Jags. Would they? Would they put out? Did they leak it out or somebody else? So Yahoo. I, I assume their social did a video or a picture. It was on Yahoo. I think they had their draft board with their scores on them. They had their draft board with their scores on them, and uh, they forgot to blur out their draft board showing a wide receiver with the same grade as Trevor Lawrence. I believe the wide receiver was uh, Waddle. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows if the scoring for wide receivers and quarterbacks are on the same scale. Trevor Lawrence was their overall number one. But this is classic NFL uh, draft board blur-out mistake here. (laughs) You watch some of these videos – and Chris Ballard, for instance, in the um, with the next pick series for the Colts, incredible access. You're allowed to see things or whatever, but somebody's got to blur out all the shit behind it. And it's like Chris is walking in front of a green screen because they got to move the blurs behind because every little scouting point is on all these walls. You walk in there, it's like a beautiful mind for all these scouts, like positions, uh, potential cost. Uh, scores, pros that are like that, colleges that are like that, sophomores that are potentially going to be next year. It's just like all this shit. And with great access comes great responsibility. Here at the Jags, they're like, ah, fuck it, put out the point system. Jalen Waddle's really good, we thought. I mean, I guess it, it really doesn't matter. Are people surprised that the fact that Trevor Lawrence, there's somebody with an equal grade, even though it's a different position, it's not like there's another quarterback with an equal grade as Trevor. Yeah, and maybe that, that just means that that's That would our- be news. Well, if there's another quarterback that had an eight like Trevor, then they, I'd be like, okay, well, what made you so sure about Trevor? The score might be in the position. This is our highest. You know, like it might have like uh, that might be the point. Like per position, this is our highest rated QB, highest rated wide receiver. You know, like who knows exactly what that number means, which leads me to believe, are they wasting their time blurring out everything? Because that has to fucking take forever. Oh, to yeah. Do. Oh, yes. They are, but they don't want their... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. frame by frame. Every single time he moves, you have to follow along with it. That would take probably, you know, a couple hours. Just one for... That's for one particular shot, right? Exactly. Let alone if it's like a six-minute video where you go in and out of that. Yes, exactly. So shout out to the Colts if they actually did that. They did it, yeah. Chris Ballard standing in front of a, a thing. And he's like standing there, and the whole wall behind him is blurred, and it's like uh, around his body. Basically. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I, I immediately was like, that had to take forever to do over there. And the Jaguars are like, anybody know what the score means? Nah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That saves me like four hours of doing tedious nonsense if we could do that. Go ahead, Connor. Probably great news for, I mean, if you're the Dolphins, you probably feel great about it. It's like, hey, Jalen Waddle, they thought he was just like Trevor Lawrence, and so here we go. I don't think Dolphins care about how Urban Meyer is scoring them. <laughs> you kidding me? They see that eight draft score, they're fired up. They're probably thinking about taking Jalen Waddle number one overall. That's just like the Minnesota Vikings laughing at the Philadelphia Eagles for drafting another. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume, you know, you see a lot of people stay within the same group. You know, like uh, like Ballard comes from old buddy in Kansas City, I think. So it's kind of like, I assume there's different ways to go about the entire scouting process. That'd be fascinating to learn about. Also very boring, I bet, to explain. 
Yeah, it would be boring. I, and I have uh, different buddies I've talked to that have worked at front office gigs, and I've asked them questions like, well, how do they do it different compared to the different places? Like, most places do things like this very similar, like in the front office, how they scout players, what they do. But I think the, the Patriots are definitely a team that scout or how they grade players is different than a lot of other teams in the league. And I'm sure there's oh, one yeah. or two other teams where they think they got, they have like the answer. They the Patriots see. might get Julio, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, but what, they, what do they give up for him? I don't think Bill cares. Have you nope. seen what Bill has been doing? Yeah. This offseason. Bill does not fuck it. Hold different Bill. It's a fire sale. Everything must go, dude. Everything must go because we got to get everything in here. We got to turn this around quick. And I think, you know, they say Bill Belichick and Saban real tight, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Down at the pro day, Bill and Saban chuckling, laughing, having a good time together. He drafts Mac Jones. You know what I mean? HBO doc with the two. Sitting down. Together. Yeah, they're doing the whole thing. I think they're very close. And I don't know how many people are very close to either of those men, you know, aside from their immediate family. I don't know. At that point, I assume it's tough to have friends. I, I, I yeah. just, especially with uh, the type of mindset, like love football. Nick Saban came out for the first time ever in Nick Saban's football life last year and said, I used to think that you had to run the ball well, you had to stop the run, and have good defense. Uh, but that is no longer what football is and if you if you think that you are going to get passed by he, it was like it was very big coming from saving because everybody remembers the alabama teams they're going to run the ball they're going to have a huge offensive line yeah. their quarterback you know he has to be good because he's going to have to complete a pass at some point but there's going to be a lot of handing off and play action you're going to be able to do that and then the defense is going to hunt like it is going to be a fast defense a good defense is Saban coming out and saying that's not what football is anymore by the way football is wide open you got to throw you got to have weapons I assume he and Bill have chatted about this right and Bill Belichick in the first day of free agency tampering period there uh spend all that money get weapons on the offensive side of the ball I assume Bill and Nick are on the same page football philosophy wise sure it would make a lot of sense if he brought in Julio if that was his new philosophy like hey you need weapons you gotta score like it is no longer run the ball uh win in special teams and stop the ball it is you got to score and you got to get stops when it's necessary you got to have uh prime time stops but you're not gonna be able to stop everybody the entire game this is football now i just i think back to that and i assume they've chatted about that don't you think well yeah that's why i think belichick and Saban have both been able to have this consistent success like how they go about it their whole process their attention to detail all of that i think is always probably stayed very similar to what it was when they first got into coaching but they evolved man like hearing Saban say that that's a that's a big deal There's I agree a lot of old school coaches that have won numerous national championships could easily sit there and be like no that's we're not playing that kind of ball that's not what we do at Alabama like you could sit there and, and act like you're too good for that and it's going to work how you want to do it but for Saban to be like hey man no this is this is where it's going I need to get there or I'm gonna uh, you know the end of my coaching career my, the, my legacy may be affected by my stubbornness to stick with this same plan I've had for a long time. So I think Belichick is very similar. He doesn't maybe explain it as much as Saban did in that time, but I think Belichick, the reason he is able to do this is because, yeah, he may have the Patriot way and people want to say it's not fun and everything, but he can evolve like offensively and defensively. And also, by the way, fun. I think they're having a lot more fun. Cam Newton last year, there's just videos of the whole thing. But it wasn't the Saban quote wasn't as intense as like quit asking but mm -hmm. close it was it was very close to like the you could hear him almost getting sick of hearing the people you're referring to talking about this is how you win a game he's like that's not how you win a game anymore yeah. like you could tell he was almost like fed up 
with people maybe questioning whether or not his team is different than it used to be or anything like that. And maybe he was just covering up for his new team that he had, and he doesn't really see that as all football. But I don't think that's the case. I think everything Saban says is probably calculated for a reason. And him saying, like, that's not football anymore. It's just he was probably telling his fans, probably uh, Alabama football experts, you know, they're probably saying, like, got to get back to this, got to get back to this. But also, if Nick Saban's saying something, I assume Bill Belichick, who's a really close person's also thinking it unless they just what if those two get into knockdown drag out fights over that oh man. They're, they're sitting down at the dinner table covid social distance you know what i mean bill's got his thing on nick's got his thing on they're on the other side of the table and bill's like yeah you gotta run the ball okay you gotta be able to stop blowing in a win field mm-hmm. position nick's like that is not the game anymore bill bill who the fuck you who are you what if they just started yelling then at the end yeah, you're right. I got to go spend 150 million dollars in football. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's like, what I'm gonna do. I wonder, you know, like, do you think they have? Meetings of the mind where you talk football in yeah that's all they talk is football it seems like hundred percent how many people do they let into those convos and do when nobody no Miss Terry Saban's wife Miss Terry she's probably the only one that gets to even Nike, get a glimpse of and Nike Belichick. the dog Steve mm-hmm. now I don't know if Steve Belichick's in her Steve <laughs> he's probably like hey Steve you worry yeah. about that mullet and the defense this is take a hike Steve because that's like the Illuminati there of football you get invited to that conversation Matt Patricia's definitely in there yeah well, no way yeah. you think he's invited yeah. Patricia and not his own son oh, who's sorry, the D coordinator is Steve signing the last person to sign each player come on he's not. That's, Patricia, that's Patricia's job. His name's not like his signature's not in the contract. Patricia's number two in that organization. Yeah, the last Above one to sign off on anybody. Yeah. Ernie's retired. Ernie's, Ernie's, Ernie's gone. still on the team Ernie's his whole entire Ernie's year. Retired. It's his last season. He's, He's not retired yet. Yeah. He's gone. He's not retired yet. Long live Ernie. In that HBO documentary, though, they do at the end when they're done filming. Bill's like, "All right, now you guys gotta get out of here, man. We got yeah. something we gotta talk about." Like he kicks the cameraman out, and they keep going after they hey, filmed like their hey, segment. That's you when said, they you said something. You said something very, very yeah, probably brought many. Hey, you said something like an hour ago that was very impressive. I need to learn more about. Hey, yeah, get, nobody else can see it though. Get the fuck out, please. Turn the mics off, please. So yeah, we're done with these. Yeah, and they yeah. just took them off. And- what are you saying about the game? The game's changing, Bill. It <laughs> <laughs> would be because who do you go to for advice if you're Bill Belichick? You know, I think Bill Belichick asks a lot of people for advice. I think I, I haven't you talked to college coaches? They're always impressed with how Belichick True. will come check on a guy that's probably not True. even get drafted. They want to get a heads up for him to, to sign him as an undrafted guy. Like, I think he. Guys like that that are elite at what they do, like they're constantly curious and they're always asking questions. Yeah, but how many people is he actually taking advice from? You That's know? A, well, he may ask 100 questions and only, ta- only get one decent answer that he thinks will help him, but I'm sure he's doing that. They say you should never be worried about the opinions of somebody you wouldn't ask for their advice from or mm-hmm. something like that. I assume Bill Belichick... It's going to be hard to find somebody he gives a fuck about their opinions. Yeah, it's a small yeah. list. I would assume it's got to be very – just at this point, you know, like I assume it is tough for him to find. Nick Saban's probably one of those different football here, mm-hmm. different college football, NFL football, different football. You tried my league, you stunk. I could have probably went to your league, dominated, but I don't. I'm up here. But still, I think they probably have a, a respect for each other. But you're right, I guess. Bill, it is – every time I did a game – you know, they talked about Bill Belichick, kind of like, oh, Bill called me, asked about this guy, and then the, the offense, he wanted to know what this, and that's, I assume, but how many friends you got up there, I wonder? Probably not a lot. Not many. Just Matt Patricia and Nick Saban. Sure. Tuna Parcells. Tuna. Bill. Tuna. Did they get the two Bills, right? That was all yeah. doc, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. They still get along, you think? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Well, didn't it take them like 30 years to get those guys back together to do that? That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. 
I wonder <laughs> if that was just a one night affair. Though. Yeah, it could have been. What a weird world, dude. They don't, I mean, they can't have a ton of friends. When are you going to be – like, do you think NFL head coaches, the majority of them are texting friends throughout the day and doing things, like, especially during the season? Never. They're gone. Hibernation. See you later. That's why Chris Ballard probably hasn't answered my text this morning, which was a gift of Julio making that Super Bowl catch. <laughs> I assume they're busy. That's kind of how it goes. But, man, that's insane to think. There's one guy There's one guy that will respond to you during, during the season throughout the year that can, and he's – DM'd with you before, and I think you'll know. Old Vrabes. Vrabes still stays in touch, I think, with the world while he's coaching. I did DM Vrabes. Oh. Yeah, he did answer. Yeah. We followed each other. I've never met this man. Okay, obviously massive fan of his. Just for everything I've heard about him as human, player, and coach. Okay, this is the trifecta here, Vrabes, <laughs> of, of things that I I just find hilarious or whatever. And I made, uh, I made a... a a snide remark in the DMs about him doing the draft instead of being at the Derby, you know, because mm-hmm. he's supposed to be at the Derby, like yeah. him and him and Ty, he's a part of that group or whatever. And I'd never messaged him before he followed me. I sent it out there. He came back quicker than anything I've ever seen with a, it was a right hook. Uh, Haymaker. Yeah, oh yeah, very quickly. I, I think I called him soft or something for oh. not, not doing the draft from the Kentucky Derby. He buried me in this show <laughs> in one sentence and a half and then uh, have a good one, pal, or something like that. And I just laughed. I laughed so hard. He's a guy, that guy. Hey, they might get Julio. I mean, I think that would make sense. And it seems like for me, if I'm Julio, I think it would be an attractive place to go. Nashville's awesome, and and I think that is not what you were referring to. But Derrick Henry in the backfield is always good for the wide receivers as well for that box that has to happen, let alone with A.J. there as well. The thought of Julio joining that team is not good for anybody else in the AFC South. And I'll tell you what, Chris Ballard, if Julio ends up at the Tennessee Titans – and we got to stare him. He's only 32, by the way. I was saying he was 34. And we got to stare him down for what? The next four years at least? Five years at least? And it's not worth what? A, a second and a third over? Ah, Get out of town. Get out of here, Chris. I mean, if it only takes a second and a third, you have to. You have to try to get him. He said they were asking for a one. Nobody's done it. Now they're saying he's still on the market, so it's probably not going to be a one, right? So what is it? A second then? Two seconds? What? And is two seconds worth a one? How do we... If it's a second and a third, that's a no-brainer for anybody. No, no, not for anybody. I got people on the internet telling me I'm a scumbag. I'm not be spreading these false narratives. That's why I'm never going to be a GM. Pat, even if it is a one. Give it a fucking one. And you're the Colts, and you get this guy. You're going to go on a run. You're going to go deep. It's going to be a late one. Yeah, exactly. And there's just like the Carson Wentz one could become a one if he plays and they do well. But who cares? You're doing well. I I just don't buy into the draft type as much as everybody else. I think you're that way too, AJ. And the reason why is because, uh, you know, I've been in the locker room, and I've seen some of the greatest-looking football players of all time come into the locker room. A lot of hype. And then they stink <laughs> for whatever. I have no idea why. Mentally, maybe they can't figure it out. They're not as bought in. Maybe now that they made money, they're a different person. That happened. They, got hurt. they can get hurt early on to derail their career. What about like Tennessee? Their, their first-round pick from, was it two years ago? He's One already year. off the team. One year ago. Last year. One yeah. year. I yeah. just, I, I, you know, potential get your ass fired. Is what coaches say, and that's for a reason. Now, also, that draft pick could become another Julio, right? Yeah. That could become another Julio. But good news is, you got Julio already, okay? <laughs> so that's what you gave up the pick for. I, I just don't know why there is so much, so much weight in these draft picks, especially with the math saying 
there's a good chance this shit ain't going to work. Like, I, I just, it's a tough league. You find somebody who can dominate in the league. Okay, let's let's get that. If we can afford it, let's get that guy. We know he's going to do well. Like, this is, we have done the research. The re- research has told us this guy will fucking dominate anywhere, anytime <laughs> against anybody. Okay? You ask his opponents. You ask other his peers. Everybody says, aside from this guy. You always want the guy on your team that is the aside from this guy in the conversation of who is the guy. It's just, imagine if he goes to Arizona with Nuke and A.J. Green and Fitzgerald. It's over. Do you think I it's mean, just recency bias? Like, because he didn't play a full season last year, the people are just now like, uh, two and a three, like, he's injury prone, he's always hurt, like, his contract's ridiculous, like, it's not worth it. Isn't that interesting that the people that, that, that is potentially something, the people that are coming after me are the people who say, I'm not seeing the big picture. But really, they might not be seeing the big picture. Mm-hmm. Hey, zoom out a little bit, okay? You're going to get cropped hot, all right? Nicki Minaj said that. It, 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 it. You can get draft picks back, too. You can work angles and figure out how to get that two and three back. Well, and contracts mean nothing. We've learned that. Yeah, too. yeah, With avoidable years, yeah, you can bring these guys on, too, probably restructure and still find a way to, to keep it under the cap. Imagine Carson Wentz coming back. Yeah, but can the Colts even trade there first? Because if they're on the hook for Wentz, like, is that, is, is that something that can work or not? That's a good question. That's a great question. I don't know. Because if they trade that first and then Carson Wentz plays so well where they have to give up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wouldn't really... Yeah, because it's a conditional. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah, give them next, <laughs> the year after. 2022. Bro, give them 2031 yeah. through 2035 first-round picks. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out later, dude. Golly, man. Imagine him in Green Bay with Aaron and yeah. Devontae and big Bob Tunyon, who's already going to tight end you. He's only going to get better yeah. somehow. I mean, it is. Somehow the Chiefs will end up with him. Somehow the Chiefs no. or the Bucks will end up with him. It's going to happen. I wouldn't be Not surprised. Atlanta. I'm, Atlanta can't trade him. Yeah, if Tampa it wasn't Bay. the division, it, it would be the Bucks Chiefs for sure. Know. That's the only reason. They why. said they will trade him to somebody in the NFC, but it's going to have to be right. Okay. <laughs> I think the Seahawks are there, too. To I want to see him in L.A. with the Rams. Anyone in oh, yeah, Stafford. the NFC. Oh, Stafford. Yeah. That, that team was zero draft cap, I'm pretty sure. Who, the Rams? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they'll give up. They will give up 2040 yeah. through 2050. Yeah. said they could make it happen. He tweeted about it. Oh, let's get to a break, dude. Not the Bills. Bills, too. Oh, Stephon Diggs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's not do that. And Josh Allen, by the way, <laughs> is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Calibrated. They got Manuel Sanders, too. Maybe I should start sending texts to old Bean with those gifts. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, no. Why would you do that? That hurts Indianapolis. Oh, that's because he's going to the NFC. Do you remember who beat you in the playoffs last year? Buffalo Bills. Yeah. That was only a three-point game. That was Philip Rivers Colts, dude. That's Philip Rivers Colts. Wins and losses, right? By the way, I heard he is a physical phenomenon. Phil. Yeah. They have no idea how he can run, they said. He is... They said he is not flexible at all. (laughs) At all. They said he is a specimen. It, It makes no sense how his body can do what it does, they said. They said he's big, much more athletic than you think cannot really cannot move other than that that's why he's always up i guess during the games oh so he just get i think stiff. i think yeah i started putting two and two together because i held the crown there for a long time as the least flexible human to ever go through the indianapolis colts organization and i was told that my crown was potentially close okay yeah thank you so much for spending time with us today and every single monday through friday 
You know, we're in a wild time right now in sports. Who knows what's going to happen in the NFL? Who knows who's going to be traded? It's great to speculate. It's great to talk about the season, and we'll continue to do so. NHL, NBA, golf, car auctions. I mean, whatever else pops up will carry the weight of this whole thing, but we can't wait to chit-chat with you tomorrow. Big show tomorrow. Hey, be a friend, tell a friend. Can't thank you enough. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Monday night.